Randy Young about AFDO developments in training. I think probably one of the, the biggest projects that we've been working on in conjunction with uh, OTED at FDA, and that's Office of Training, Education, and Development, is going to be basically these entry-level courses that make up the national curriculum standard. So what we've done is uh, the national curriculum standard is a competency-based learning curriculum, and there are 28 content areas. And these content areas we commonly refer to as the gen eds. Uh, so they were actually published and added to FDA's learning management system in August of last year. And these cover, the intended audience for this is wide ranging in the program areas. So we're talking manufactured foods, we're talking retail, uh, shellfish, uh, juice, uh, basically all the major integrated food safety system program areas, including animal feed. So we're looking at a target audience of around like 40,000 to 50,000 regulators. So that's probably the, the biggest project uh, we've accomplished so far uh, with the, the training grant we have with FDA. So with those gen eds, because we've already taken them the whole way through the process, meaning we've done the design, we've done the development, we're basically in evaluation and maintenance mode now, and we're actually go currently going through them uh, to make some more enhancements tweaking some interactivity. So that's a lot of the work that we're doing this year in fiscal year 19, and then hoping to have those deployed by the end of the calendar year. So that all 28 um, have gone through what we're calling a phase two update. In addition, out of that 28 though, what I should specify, out of that 28, three are relatively new. Uh, that's gonna be our plumbing, pest control, and emergency response. And those we're actually really excited about. Uh, we, we started those uh, basically from scratch, and those are going to have a lot higher level of interactivity, of different things that we've been testing um, and designing throughout the year. So we're really looking forward to deploy those. Um, I'd say either 19 or 20. How does this work benefit AFDO members? I think one of the big things that's a benefit to the AFDO members is because it's such a collaborative process, it's an opportunity to get involvement from our members at the, at the state and local level um, and the federal as well. And also uh, with our, even collaborating some with our industry partners. Um, you know, one of the initiatives that we started with our partners at the International Food Protection Training Institute is actually taking these gen eds, which if I haven't mentioned this, they're all web-based self-instructional, so they're all e-learning, so that's important to clarify. These are not face-to-face -face courses. But taking these web-based courses and working with our partners at IFPTI to make them available to our members who are not just regulatory, but also um, in industry as well. Um, so I think that's probably a big benefit of, of having AFTO involved. And then it also just uh, brings AFTO to, to the table as a collaborator. Uh, with some of the other groups, uh, for instance, I would say like the de facto governing body of the whole national curriculum standard is the Partnership for Food Protection. So it really brings us, uh, gets us a seat at the table uh, with developing this national training curriculum. And I think it's important that our members have a seat at the table and, and can have input on this type of training that's national in scope. How will this curriculum be different? We remember, you know, having to basically watch a PowerPoint online and, you know, just through our research we show that it's just not a great way to get your message across. Uh, so one of the things that we've done just with the overall design of the courses is, is we take a lot of things into consideration. 
It's one of the reasons we wanted to go with competency-based training uh, because you can really zero in on your goal, right? Each content area has a single learning goal and it's supported by enabling learning objectives. So we have a very clear path of how it's gonna be designed. And then we also included just some higher levels of interactivity instead of just you know clicking through. It, it's incorporating things like narration, uh, videos, or interactive uh, you know, click and reveal um, activities within each modules. So those are the type of interactivity that we're incorporating into these uh, into this web-based learning. Um, other other things are just so basically learners can engage with the content more. I mean, it, it's important uh, that we have them engaged the entire time, and that you know we have their attention and we have their interests. And you know, one of the things that we look at that when we're designing e-learning courses is motivation and people won't be motivated to take a product that that first of all isn't interesting can't be applied to their job and really doesn't keep them engaged so it's important for us to maintain that motivation and make it a quality product how will this make training more accessible yeah I mean it's definitely a, a big thing to consider I mean if we think about training in general we re we're really looking at time resource resources and budget and sometimes it can be hard to get out of the office to go somewhere for a week. Uh, so, you know, that time is critical. Uh, the benefit, one of the major benefits, as you mentioned, is accessibility. Uh, we can deploy these web-based learning uh, experiences through a unified LMS, and then basically we have them in a, in a single location that people can access on their time, right? It's asynchronous. You don't necessarily have to be in a certain place at a certain time. Uh, the fact that it's competency-based and self-instructional also means that there isn't a number of seats, you know, per semester. So that, that's really helpful uh, because it's, it's really learning at your own pace and on your own schedule, which, you know, with as busy as everyone is in today's day and age, that's a really important thing that we wanted to consider when designing this level of the curriculum framework. How will this make training more cost-effective? If anyone has tried to put on a training, you know the logistics and the cost just with trying to find a hotel that meets per diem, trying to get travel arrangements. And it's a really important thing to note is that for our members and basically for the whole regulatory community, uh, that these gen eds are at no cost to the regulatory profession. So. Uh, that's that's even more of a to their advantage to help with budgeting to help with you know maintaining their uh, their learning path their career path as well so that that's that's a really important aspect of the gen eds how does technology play a role you know one that comes to mind I know we're partnering with uh, NC State North Carolina State University and we're working on uh, basically a virtual seafood processing inspection right trying to think of different ways to really immerse people in training and and look at some of the challenges that states have with getting their folks out to these processing facilities and finding the time to do that um, so if we can create something where we can use some of the more emerging technologies like augmented reality or virtual reality uh, these are really powerful tools and we know that states and other partners have the technology we just have to create the content uh, to work with them. Uh, so we're always looking at some of the, the, the latest and greatest emerging technology out there. Um, even if it's not necessarily available or pertinent to the exact learning experience we're, we're, we're trying to model, it just helps us stay up to date so we don't get behind on the technology. We have to know what others are doing, how we can incorporate it. Does it really fit into the context 
for our members. So those are the type of things that we're always looking at, just what type of new technology is out there that we can utilize. What other things is AFDO doing in training? Right now is we're also in collaboration with our partners at FDA that we're with uh, course delivery. Uh, we're actually what um, FDA refers to as an ICD, an independent course deliverer. And right now in this first year, uh, we're piloting the program, we're building our, our retail uh, training cadre, and we're working on delivering courses throughout the United States. We've done a total of two trainings for FD215, which is managing retail food safety. Uh, and then we've done a total of five trainings of FD218, which is the risk-based inspections at retail. So we're really excited about that because you know, we want to be able to bring the training to the states and support them any way we can. So this is also just expanding the catalog of the things we can offer. Instead of just the web-based, we have the instructor-led training as well, the more traditional classroom training. So we're really excited about that at AFDO. For more information about training with AFDO, visit afdo.org training.